0: Hey, yo. Welcome to Fantasy on Draft. We are on episode number six. I'm NMFL with my co host, Miyaji Poka. Yo, what up? Man, week five is done. It's in the books, it's over. We had a lot of injuries, which we will get into here shortly. We're going to get into some news and notes around the NFL. We're going to talk about some players that did do well for us, maybe some players that didn't do well for us. And um, we're also going to get into a six-pack of the week. We're going to talk about some overreactions, maybe? Is that what we're going to call them? Yeah. I mean, week one
1: overreactions.
0: Yeah, stuff that happened week one that has changed in the few short weeks that we've had. I love week one over reactions. Totally. It's fun to see what everyone's thinking and doing and panicking or buying or selling. Oh yeah. And then it changes
1: pretty quick. Yeah, it's because the emotional buildup for that week one, you're like been waiting months and you're like, "Ah," and then the first thing that you see is like, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Especially if like in dynasty
0: where you're just going all off season dealing (laughs) with it. Um, Let's get into our beer
1: of the day. We're drinking uh, beer by Stone. What are we drinking? Uh, Today we're drinking the Stone Enjoy By. And uh, this is kind of a revolutionary beer. Um, They put an enjoy by date on it that's incredibly fresh in the name. And uh, they did that to force people to kind of appreciate the difference between a really fresh IPA. And um, up until that point, uh, the comparison was other IPAs that would sit in a warehouse of uh, big distribution companies for months at a time, and then they turned to shit. And people would think the brewery was putting out shit, um, and that's not the case. So Stone decided to go ahead and take matters into their own hand. Um, I think their first one was Enjoyed by 420. <laughs> and they um, always make them super dank, super arom- aromatic. And uh, this one with the Mosaic, uh, mosa- oh, shit. mosaic Amarillo and Citra Hops um, fits right in that. It's a uh, 9.4% double IPA. I do believe they release it four times a year, so keep your eye out for them.
0: It's kind of a cool concept to, to put a date on it and say, Enjoy by this. This is the freshest you're going to get it. It does seem, though, that, you know, I think this one is ten enjoy by 1031. So, on 11 sometimes it's, it's hard to push them and hard to sell them, but the concept of drink it fresh, we want you to enjoy it at the best possible you can have it is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, and they were making smaller batches to make sure there wasn't an overstock of it to, to begin with. Um, but um, it's so insanely popular uh, that they started making larger batches and... Um, if you can still appreciate really good beer, you can generally find them discounted on uh, November 1st. So uh, go get them, guys. And again, that's by Stone
0: Brewing Company. They are social medias at Stone Brewing. You can find them around. If you find that beer, especially if it's in date, grab it. You'll enjoy it. If you like a good, strong IPA, it's great. Hell yeah. Let's get into some NFL news and notes. Oh, boy. Uh, kind of the big one that happened this week, John Gruden. He resigned over the emails that were released in an investigation against Washington and against Daniel Snyder. Um, came out super insensitive
1: emails, yeah. um, and he went and resigned. Yeah, um, you know, as as he should have. There, you know, there was some pretty uh, unacceptable language in there. Uh, I did hear a lot of people saying, well, it wasn't even when he was coaching and he didn't work for the NFL at the time and, and everything like that. But I don't think that's the case or, or that's the important thing. I think the important thing is what he was saying. And I'm, uh, I was, I was kind of caught off guard on how quickly uh, it moved to him resigning. Um, it it reminds me of uh, when the Kareem Hunt situation happened. How it was like you got news that hey, there's something potentially, and then next thing you know, he's either released or he's resigning. It was it was very very quick, and um, it can be shocking at, with the NFL sometimes because players, you know, they, you know, you. Have people beating the crap out of their girlfriends or holding guns to people or whatever and and they still find a chance to play so i was surprised at how quick that happened um i think it was the right thing to do but it was just it was it was rapid
0: yeah it it seemed
1: like it was probably best for uh las
0: vegas to have that happen to try to get you know into a new era yeah um and I'm just kind of, you know, what the heck's going on in Washington? I Dude. mean, there some of the emails coming out, not even the John Gruden emails, but emails about uh,
1: topless yeah, photo cheer, shoots
0: with cheerleaders. cheerleaders and,
1: yep. and, well, that's what the whole thing was. It was the, the uh, sexual discrimination and harassment of a lot of the female staff and cheerleaders specifically kind of being rented out, you know. Um, and so they've got hundreds of thousands of emails that they're still going through. So... I would be shocked if this is the last thing that we hear from that email dump, you know? it's Yeah, it just sounds awful. Hopefully we can
0: all get past it and be a better NFL and a better human beings through it all. Yeah. There were a lot of injuries this week, a lot of injuries that I feel were on my fantasy team specific. That's but, not true. They were um, on mine. Okay, well, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. But let's get into some of the injuries. Um, Russell Wilson... He broke his finger. I mean, it wasn't actually broken. It was a tendon, I believe. Yeah, a
1: tendon snapped, yeah.
0: It, it looked pretty bad when they kept showing close-ups of it during the
1: game. And uh, his finger wasn't doing what it looked like it was supposed to. Um, but I did hear... Um, there actually was some breakage in in that finger, too. Oh, okay, okay. It, it broke into a bunch of little pieces. That kind of makes sense. Um, so uh, I uh, heard on um, from Stefania Bell, not directly, but to the general public, um, she did say that the surgery did get everything exactly where it needed to be back, and that type of surgery has happened before where quarterbacks can regain their full function of that uh, tendon and finger. Um, but it, it is a tricky surgery, so they nailed it. So hopefully he'll be back to normal when he comes back. And as we heard, he is a really good healer. <laughs> he's, he's one of the all-time great healers.
0: And it sounds like he's trying to get back by week 10, so he's definitely going to be out for a little bit. Yeah. Gino came in. Geno Smith came in after him and actually looked all right. Are, are you picking him up in, in Superflex leagues? Are you trying to... Think people should play
1: him? Yeah, well, uh, two different questions. Yeah, I'd definitely be picking him up in, in super flex leagues. I think um, he was talented coming out of college. A lot of people really believed in him. Um, his, big, his big issue was turnovers. So his, I think it was his rookie year, he had 12 touchdowns, 21 turnovers. Um, that's not a good ratio. You want to flip that at the least. Um, so he didn't take care of the ball uh, and he, he made some really dumb decisions with the football. Uh, When he came into this game, he he was making the the proper reads. He was going through his progressions. Uh, He was delivering the ball where it needed to be. Um, The last interception wasn't really his fault. His receiver, like it just fell down. Uh, Tripped over his own feet, actually. So that pick, you know, a lot of people got down on him for that because that's traditional Gino. But he actually looked really, really good. Yeah, he looked like he was going the right place with that ball. Oh yeah, but it was the right read. He right, was, right. Lockett was open. He made that cut. He was ahead of his his uh, defender, and he normally would have made that catch. Um, so, Gino, I, I, depending on who else you have, I wouldn't have a problem starting him. Um, but it, it's it's a gamble at this point. I'd like to see it for a whole game. Sometimes when you get that adrenaline rush, you go into a game in the second half from an injury. You've seen quarterbacks look you know, really good. And then after a week of preparation, I don't know if they're overthinking it or if uh, they just don't have that like instinctual, ah, go get them attitude for getting forced into a game, but um, they can fall off pretty quick. They're backups for a reason. Um, but I do think Geno Smith has the physical attributes to, to put together a good game. He's just gotta make the right decisions, so. Yeah, I had a couple
0: superflex leagues that I put bids on to get him, and I missed him. One, I missed him by one dollar. The others, I missed by a few dollars. Um, and I was hoping to trade him, tra- especially trade him to the Russ owner. Oh, yeah. was, was my goal. I don't, I don't have any Russell Wilson, so I'm not hurting there. But that was, that was my goal. Yeah, smart move. The New York Giants just had an, a it's wide a array of injuries, starting with uh, Saquon, Saquon Barkley. Had an ankle injury and
1: it did not look good. Oh, it looked it looked horrific. The way you saw it go down, um, I thought it was going to be another season ender. Uh, it, it, I mean, what do you think? Is he injury prone or is he unlucky? It's not always the same thing that's going on with the guy. But holy crap! Right, like, right. like his knee explodes. One year he gets a high ankle sprain. That again, um, when I looked back at that play too, like. He wasn't cutting on it. It was a guy rolled over onto his ankle. This one, his own teammate jumped in front of his ankle, and it, it like, bent forward at, like, almost a 90-degree angle. And it it, it looked really bad, and it's, you know, you could see the the pictures on the sideline. It was super swollen. But, I mean, I can't can't chalk that up to him. It's not like he's just running in the open field and his his leg explodes. Like, I mean, these are all kind of outside things influencing him getting hurt. I think when he came into the league, a lot of us thought he was superhuman,
0: and he was the you know generational talent, which I believe he still is, Oh yeah. but I feel like some of this is bringing him back a little more to the median. Um, we have talked about I made a trade with you for him in a league specifically, and I gave up DeAndre Swift, and today I'm not sure. I don't know who I'd, who I'd want. Saquon looked really good two weeks ago. Looked like he was back from his, his knee injury. And, and that's he the was, heartbreaker, yeah. And when you watch him do those games where he's rushing and catching and scoring touchdowns both ways, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember why yeah. this guy is. I think he is definitely not in that upper tier
1: that he was a couple years ago. But, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not out on him. Right. And I, I saw somebody on, on social media say he's, he's the Carson Wentz of running backs. He's shown us he's, oh, he's fucking great. He's shown us what he can do, and I keep getting sucked into it, and I have a bunch of Carson Wentz shares also. Me too. And it's like, okay, cool, I can buy this amazing generational talent um, for the cheap because he got injured, but now he just keeps getting fucking injured.
0: Some of the good news with Saquon is it's not a high ankle sprain. It's I don't know if they call him low, low ankle sprains or if they just call no, him ankle yeah, sprains. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not a high ankle sprain, and he's looking two to four weeks. I feel like in years past when he's had an injury, he's always been the low side to come back but it hasn't always been the best for him. So I wouldn't mind seeing New York try to keep him out an extra week just to
1: let him get fully healthy because he is fun to watch when he's fully healthy. Yeah, and so his fill-in, Devontae Booker, um, what do you think of his? Is it just a plug-and-play? I mean, he's obviously not the same talent level, but you think he's going to be a startable running back for you?
0: You know, he does have three down... Skills to Mm -hmm. do that, to come in and do that. I don't like the Giants' offense as a whole, so it's hard for me to say, yeah, put him in and go, but it depends what you need. If you were counting on Saquon to fill in and you needed a running back for that, then yes, I would plug him in and play him over some of these other guys that Ronald Jones, who has basically been decided he's yeah. not going to get the ball. You know, guys on that level that are only getting a few touches, because I think he's going to get the touches. But in the Giants' offense, is that good enough to make him, you know, a startable
1: running back? Yeah. he's. Uh, so I did pick him up at a couple leagues where I have Saquon, and I'm hoping, like, just to to get it so he doesn't ruin my week like if he can get me 10 points and keep me afloat and let some of my other big players carry me to a victory as long as he's not getting that .9 that Saquon just got me or you know negative points because he fumbled and then gets benched. My
0: hope for leagues so the leagues that I have Saquon he was one of my top running backs I'm hoping that my flex or your flex in this case was somebody that could be moved into considered your running back position and then Booker would be in more of a flex play. You know, for me, I have Miles Sanders in a league who hasn't really been doing much, but I still believe that he can. So he's going to move into my two running back. Booker will become my flex, and I hope that he can put up some some flex numbers for me. But yep. I, but it is going to be tough. If you have to count on him as your RB2, I think there will be some times where he'll score a touchdown and you'll be all right. But there's going to be
1: other times that he's not giving you the 12 to 14 that you needed. Yeah, and at this point, I'm just hoping that he can fill in uh, during bye weeks. I, I I hadn't really planned on starting him um, but, you know, who knows after, after this week if he starts getting utilized. Like I remember Wayne Gallman a few years ago, he was putting up good numbers in, in Saquon's right, right. Uh, place. But, yeah, again, the, the Giants offense is hot trash. So it's, uh, it's, it's tough to invest into that.
0: Doesn't help that their quarterback, Danny Dimes, uh, Daniel Jones had a concussion. He got hit very, very hard, and he has to pass protocol. I wasn't actually watching the game when it happened, but I got a text from (laughs) Yumiyaji and it said, uh, damn, Danny Dimes, nah, Danny Dazed more like it.
1: (laughs) Well, it was, I mean, it's not, it's not a good characteristic of mine to make fun of things like this, but, like, he was trying to score touchdown, he was putting his effort in, and he lowered his head and tried to just take out two defenders who were both closing in on him and it didn't work out in his favor and he got up and immediately you could tell like this dude can't walk a straight line he wouldn't pass a sobriety test at this point he was he was dazed I ended up <laughs>
0: seeing the the replay of it. And instantly saw
1: him almost fall over trying to walk, and yeah. was
0: just like, "Oh, Danny dazed is right Yeah.
1: And uh, side note, like, props to the defender, the uh, Cowboys defender, because he saw that he st- started stumbling, and their their defender—I forget who it was—I'd love to give him credit. Um, but he like ran over to like assist him in walking, and I was like, "Man, that there you go. You know, <laughs> you know that dude's fucked up right now."
0: I was trying to look. It doesn't sound like we have enough information on him to play this week yet. It sounds like he's still in the protocol, but I also didn't find anywhere that said
1: he was ruled out. Um, yeah. So the concussion protocol is really um, it's it's nonlinear. There's no specific timeline. You just have to pass a specific set of tests. Um, they're not all the same. Like you, I've seen people get a concussion. Uh, off a tackle where they didn't hit their head but their head hit the the turf and they're out two weeks because like a certain part of their brain got rattled they couldn't they couldn't you know pass a smell or sight test and um you know then i've seen other people that i was like oh crap they're they're done like yeah, they might retire yeah, after that yeah. and, then, and then they're in the next week so um, yeah, concussions are real tricky. Have a backup plan. Hopefully, Daniel Daniel Jones wasn't your starting quarterback to begin with. Superflex maybe, but even then, uh, you should have had a backup plan before now. Yeah, exactly. Um, Get Geno Smith. There you
0: go. Is wide receiver the number one? Kenny Galladay, Kenny G. He has a hyperextended knee.
1: Is he the number one? He is
0: paid like the number one. Okay. Fair, fair, and last time he was fully healthy we saw him as a number one in detroit
1: seems like a really really
0: long time ago i wonder if the quarterback made a difference in that Hmm. i'm gonna bet money on yes (laughs) no week six for kenny g um they're hoping to get him back for week seven um but right now he's out. The other wide receiver, Kadarius Tony, the rookie, the first-round draft-picked rookie, he hurt his ankle. He's questionable for Week Six, so pay attention to that. He also got thrown out of this game for punching, punching a, a guy. helmet. <laughs> so I'm not really sure where he hurt the ankle. Yeah. If he hurt it, I mean, because he got thrown out of the game, so yeah. he had to have hurt it before that. He, he but did then he hurt was it back ex- in the game to he, punch a guy. Yeah. So. Well, yeah.
1: hopefully he didn't hurt his hand punching a fucking helmet like yeah. an idiot. I, I'll never... Come on, I'll Chad. never Yeah, <laughs> fucking calm down, Kyle. Like, I'll never think that's not stupid. You see a helmet that's supposed to protect your head from concussions, and you're gonna punch that helmet thinking you're gonna do something. I know, I think of the violent hits that they take with yeah. those helmets. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, well, I'm just gonna
0: punch this and it's gonna hurt him. <laughs> no, Joe Burrow, he actually went to the hospital after their game. He had a potential throat contusion which I'm not 100% sure what that is, but as I was looking some of it up, one article was like he was rushed to the hospital, yeah. and they were worried about emergency, and then other ones were like, well, he went to the hospital, and he's yeah. fine. Um, so apparently all the tests were negative while he was at the hospital. He was released the next day, and right now uh, they just have him on voice rest. Yeah. Um, he's going to definitely play this week, so awesome. yeah, get him in there. Taysom Hill, Taysom Hills was concussed. He's also in the concussion protocol. That was just a terrible hit to the head. Yeah, that looked looked tough. Yeah, he's, oh, man, I feel bad for him. Juju Smith-Schuster, he hurt his shoulder. He actually
1: had to get surgery on that, and his season is done. Yeah, um it when when the injury happened it didn't it didn't seem like it was that severe but i mean it, it's got to be pretty bad i guess he again had to go to the hospital and get that taken care of pretty quickly so um get your uh chase claypool yeah and your deontay johnson yeah yeah um it's kind of sad for him i know
0: he he signed that one year one prove year. it deal mm-hmm. he was gonna come in and uh try to prove that he deserves a longer longer deal and instead season's over yep curtis samuel he re-injured his groin injury um i think that he is a sit and wait until he's 100 percent healthy i don't i don't think you want to play him i don't even think if he's out there until he shows what he's doing i would just leave him alone
1: yeah in redraft i i had to drop him i mean yeah he's just taking up a roster spot exactly
0: i I dropped actually i traded him away the week before so i actually lucked out on that but i also got rid of him yeah Clyde Edwards, a layer. This is kind of a big one. He's been uh, doing some stuff for you if you have him as a running back. Um, MCL sprain out a few weeks. Three to four, it looks
1: like, is his, his goal. Yeah. Um, hopefully he gets back because he was actually starting to put together a couple really good games in a row after his rough start this season. Um, I don't know if it was Andy Reid making a conscious effort to, to get him some more confidence and get him the ball more. Um, but he, he he was looking good. He was looking like finally who they drafted him to be. And uh, it was it was tough to kind of see that leg buckle under him and get bent backwards. It looked really, really bad. And to see him kind of get helped off the field. And I don't know if he got carted to the locker room or if he kind of like... He I, did not. He walked about 0.3 miles per hour. Yeah. It, he looked like he needed a walker.
0: I mean, he was gingerly, yeah. gingerly. But I think the MCL sprain is actually a good thing for, for us fantasy players. Yeah. He, three to four weeks is a good prognosis compared to, you know, the rest of the year and early into next year. So hopefully he can rest, he can get healthy, and when he comes back, he'll be ready to go for you. Yeah, let's hope. Max Williams, uh, he broke his knee. It was, yeah. it was bad. He's, he's done for the year. I feel bad for that guy. Yeah.
1: I was just finally starting to see him in some live game action and, and, and I've seen his name, you know, on the trending list and I've, you know, seen his stats kind of popping out at me a little bit. And I was like, I see him make this catch. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Dude's got some, G- G- Oh, shoot. G- shit. Like yeah. I saw his knee go the wrong way. And, um, there's been a lot of, uh, Knee injuries, it seems. I, it, I guess there always is, but um, I mean, the, the hyperextension on a knee can be so tricky. It, it's either going to blow your knee out and you're done for a week, or um, I mean, Justin Fields got a hyperextended knee where it just bent a tiny bit too much, and and he's set to play again this next week. So uh, I mean, it just it looks so bad. Yeah, yeah, no, I,
0: it looked really bad. It's He's going to be done for the year already, already out. Yeah, We'll see if he comes back next year and becomes viable for fantasy. Um, sometimes we play fantasy football, and we have to deal with all these injuries. Other times we play fantasy football, and we just have guys that we put in our roster
1: that hurt us. Um, who hurt you this week? Who, do, who did you play that hurt you? Man, um... You know, a, co- a couple players actually hurt me because they got hurt, and I I can't really hold that against them. It's football; that stuff happens. So, you know, Saquon and Ceh, I had both of them starting in a couple leagues. Me too. And that that sucks, but you know that comes with it. But when you have fully healthy players and a offense that has been for the you know majority of this year humming, kicking all sorts of ass, um, it really does suck. And and I went ahead and I started. Uh, a lot of Raiders this this week and I started Carr uh, he got me 206 yards no touchdowns looked like shit yeah he's uh, been the he was the leader in yards yeah too for I, a while. I traded yeah. for him I yeah. finally started to believe in this offense and I don't know how much of this had to do with Gruden um, all that drama going on but behind the scenes I don't know if that was a distraction um, but Ruggs he got me 51 yards Waller who, like, I lean on in a lot of leagues. I, I like to win that tight end position. And if you can win, you know, one position by that many points, you're gaining, a, you're, you're gaining a, uh, an advantage that, you know, translates into wins the majority of the time. And Waller, he got, he got eight targets, but he only caught four of them, 45 yards. I don't know if it was an off day for Carr. I don't know if it was an off day for the coaching staff. I don't know if their head wasn't in it, but that game fucked me. Yeah, yeah, that was rough to to see what they had
0: been doing so far this season and then to have them come out and just put a dud up like that was was tough to deal with. I don't have a ton of Raiders players, but I had played rugs. I actually played rugs over Kadarius Toney in a league. Oh, tough. Um, and so that was kind of tough to see him just have 51 yards. The guy that hurt me, though, was Hawkinson. Oh, man. I mean, I week one week two he was getting all the targets and i thought i had found the next big tight end you know i thought he was going to be up there in the names of waller kelsey kittle and he, the first two weeks he looked like it and then this last couple of weeks no and i've stuck with him and i've played him and it's been rough you know he's getting two catches for 18 yards type of deal and yeah. i'm expecting eight catches and close to 100 yards right. and, Hopefully a touchdown. He, he really, I played him in all the leagues that I have him, just went for it and Yeah. multiple, multiple
1: leagues. His 2.7 didn't do it for me. It sounds like you had a uh, week one overreaction. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I definitely, definitely did. Yeah, but in all accounts, he was supposed to be, this was a year he was supposed to just be killing it and eating up all those targets. So, I mean, your analysis is correct. I blame Goff. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's so, easy to blame him. <laughs> so do I, here's a question
0: for a friend. <laughs> Would this friend play TJ Hawkinson this week or switch over to Zach Ertz with
1: Dallas Goddard out? I mean, I never had the complete just disappointment I've I've never completely dismissed Ertz. I know that his productions dropped off insanely, I think through a series of events. um, Wentz kind of running for his life and not making smart decisions, his last stint in Philly. Um, And then Hertz being a rookie and coming in and not really using their two tight end set all that much. Uh, I I still think that Ertz, he's 30 years old, um, which is the same age as Gronk, same age as Kelsey, He still has the physical attributes, I believe, to get it done um, because he's never been an explosive down the field, you know, wide receiver tight end who who relies on his speed. He relies on his route running, his craftiness, and his sure hands. And I think he's starting to get utilized again, um, nowhere near like he used to when he broke the record for receptions for tight ends, but he is still a presence on that field. And me personally, I, I would start Ertz over Hawkinson this week, yes. Um, I think that's what what I'm leaning towards.
0: I mean, what my friend, I'll tell my friend to <laughs> lean towards. Um, well, your friend sounds really smart. I think, I think if Dallas Goddard was out there i probably wouldn't do that i think i would probably still go hawkinson because of the the ceiling that he can provide That's i think accurate. is a lot higher yes but with goddard gone also against tampa bay you have to yes. pass on tampa bay yeah. so lots of air yards being out there i think that i'm gonna go Ertz. Yeah. and which hopefully he'll have a decent game. But for all you guys that have Hawkinson play him, because if I'm not, you know it means he's going to have a a really big game. There you go. You're taking one for the team. You're a good man. (laughs) Let's get into uh, the question of the week. What is your preferred platform to play fantasy football on? You know, there's a bunch out there. Yahoo, ESPN, NFL,
1: Sleeper, CBS, my fantasy League. So I'm, I'm just going to go into what I, I like, um, because I, honestly, I've been using Sleeper for the last couple years, and I haven't had any leagues in anything else, because I, I find it to be that much better. Um, I did have one kind of a, like a Twitter group league um, on My Fantasy League, and I understand there's a lot more uh, customization available there. There's a lot more that you can do, um, but the 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 platform was just a pain in the fucking ass to use. like it, it was it wasn't easy. Uh, and sleeper definitely seems like it is.
0: Yeah, the the My fantasy League, I know that I've never played on it, but I know that it's a, a paid league you pay to, to host your league yeah, on it yeah. and I know that it can do crazy customizations where there's leagues out there that'll be like a 20 person league. But they'll play. It'll be like a copy league. So there's two Christian. There's two of everybody. There's two Christian McCaffreys. There's two, you know, um, Aaron Rodgers. Every every person has two. So technically, you could have your running backs be Christian McCaffrey and Christian McCaffrey. I know that they do do things like that. Um, but I've also heard, and again, I've never played on it. And I know there's diehards that do and love it. I've also heard that it is a. You know, you have to be on your PC. You have to be on your computer. Right. It's not a phone app. There's yeah. not, you
1: know. And I do ninety nine percent of my fantasy stuff on my phone, so that's probably why I didn't, I didn't like my fantasy league. Um, but uh, yeah, with Sleeper, it, it just seems that you get alerts incredibly fast, faster than the other news outlets where you get information. Um, the The utility of it is so easy. My, my nine perks old, on it yeah. are real nice too. Yeah, you can see all their career stats of players. Um, you can, I love seeing the history of, of who's traded for oh, what. Like you That's can, my favorite part. Oh, dude, you can click on a player and be like, dude, I traded, I traded A.J. Brown for Cam Newton? Damn. Really? We're bringing that up again? <laughs> I've already cried on this podcast. <laughs> it's you good to remember. I mean? Hashtag never forget. <laughs> Keep me in check.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I play 90% of my leagues on Sleeper as well. All the leagues I, I'm the commissioner, I, I put on Sleeper. Um, I have a couple leagues on ESPN, and I would never use my platform here on this podcast <laughs> to try to get leagues to switch from ESPN to. You mean the garbage ass ESPN? Basically anything uh, else, yeah. but I don't understand how ESPN can be such in the forefront of fantasy. I mean, Matthew Barry is yeah, he is the godfather of fantasy sports, you know, news. Yeah. I mean, he, he's he's the guy. Everybody yeah. everybody knows him. And their fantasy platform can be so bad. You you don't get alerts at all. Yeah. No, that's not true. I actually realized this week I do get an alert when a player that I've shown interest on and I've clicked the little star, if somebody drops him, I get an alert that says he is now available. But you can't get an alert when somebody types a message. You don't get an alert when there's a trade offer. You don't get alert at your score, you don't get it, no alerts. There's no chat, you can't chat and, and have that pop up. There's a, there's a board you can post on, but of course it doesn't alert anybody when you do. Dude, all, all that
1: just makes me so sad
0: because I, I love all those things. You, you can't look at past leagues. You can't go, nope, that's a lie. Again, on your computer, on your laptop, you can look at past leaks, but not on the app. And again, we're, like we're big I'd, into apps.
1: Yeah, they have to adapt. I mean, it, like we're, we're not unique in this where we spend the majority of our time on our phone playing fantasy. We're not lugging around our laptop on Sunday doing the other crap we've got to do to, to watch the scores, get the updates, everything like that. It's a phone in our pocket. So step it up, ESPN.
0: Do better. You, you know who else is really, really bad is NFL.com. They're garbage, too. You would think. Uh, how are the two biggest... <laughs> the most money of anything fantasy football related, the NFL and ESPN. And to me, those are the two worst, hands down. I, I agree with that a whole. whole Without hard. ever playing my fantasy league, I think I'd rather play that than ESPN or oh, NFL.
1: Yeah, yeah um, the, the NFL app is is just so bad. And it's not even just a fantasy app. Like, I've gone to, like, NFL.com or NFL Network or anything like that. And the, the utility sucks, man. They, they don't work. Um, they crash all the time. I was doing a mock draft on one three years ago on the NFL app, and it was so clunky and crashed twice in the middle of a mock draft. I was like, I will never ever deal with that. Like in in a, in a real league, like when you're really trying to do stuff, and so much of it is um, trading and messaging back and forth anyway. Like I just pulled off a trade in in sleeper because we could communicate back and forth. Like you send a trade, you talk about it and they say something back and you can work things through and you can't do that on either one of those platforms. It's garbage.
0: Yeah, Sleeper just, not only the Sleeper giving you alerts and all that, but they just added where when you send a trade, it prompts you to send a direct message to oh, yeah. that player as well. So now the trade also pops up on the person's, you know, phone that they get that, but then also it pops up in the direct messages. It's mm-hmm. definitely trying to let you know, hey, I sent you a trade. Yeah. ESPN, you don't get anything. ESPN sucks. Yeah, it's really bad. So we're going to go out here and say both of us definitely prefer Sleeper. I will put one caveat that neither one of us has ever played on Flea Flicker. Flea Flicker, right. Never even been to the app, website, anything. I know that there's a lot of people out there that really like Flea Flicker, so don't come at me and say how I left that one out. I just have absolutely zero usage of it well, and so, instead
1: message us or add yeah. us and tell us what's so cool about it because i'd love to know but we just haven't used it so yeah just please don't add me to a league i have too many <laughs> he's begging for more leagues wait uh, you just added me to one yesterday what do you mean you have too many damn leagues
0: well we'll get into <laughs> we'll get into that one here shortly I, I i'll talk about that league specifically here in a little bit um but that might be a reason i can't do any more <laughs> All right, let's get into our six pack of the week. We are going to talk about fantasy overreactions, specifically week one overreactions. We each got three that we're going to talk about where when we all were excited and we watched week one and then everybody started panicking or deciding that stuff was real when it wasn't or it wasn't real
1: when it was so let's get into it uh what's your first uh what's your first one yeah so my first one I think I think all of them well no I have one sort of positive one but uh, the Aaron Rodgers week one was horrible I, I didn't look up the statistics but if that was the worst game of his career I would actually bet that that was the worst game oh, of his had career by far. Like, it, it, was, it was horrible, especially fantasy-wise. He got you like under five points, depending on what platform you play on or what your scoring system was. It was god-awful. And everybody was like, oh, man, all this off-the-field distraction over the offseason, uh, they're, they're going to be hot garbage. They're going to be the worst team in the NFL. They couldn't move the ball, da-da-da-da-da. And, um, I mean, since then, they're 4-0, uh aaron Rodgers' stats haven't been his eye-popping normal uh you know 400 yards and whatever touchdowns but he is like still throwing on a still throwing on a 10 to 1 touchdown to interception ratio and that's what you expect from him that's what you want he's throwing touchdowns and not turning the ball over and he's like got full command of that offense again just like you would expect aaron Rodgers to do he knows when to check down to the run he knows when to throw the ball deep to a badass like, you know, Devontae Adams, who's, I mean, he just went over 200 yards. He's getting the ball to his playmakers, and they're winning games. Like, he is killing it. Aaron Rodgers is not throwing the season to get his <laughs> trade capital down. That was the weak one, <laughs> so, yeah. So, so he can uh, get traded to to Denver and hurt their, their trade that they get back. Um, but that is – easily my number one uh week one overreaction how about you what do you got man
0: well I'm just going to touch on that one real quick and agree that yeah there was a lot of so much negativity and we had talked about it how yeah Aaron's throwing the season <laughs> I just heard a stat yesterday that Devontae Adams is on pace for over 200 <laughs> targets it's like 200 targets 140 catches and 1900 yards Aaron is slinging that ball all over the place my first one um after week one was that zeke zeke was done zeke was too old and tony pollard was the new newness the new goodness and the number one running back there Best running back on that team definitely (laughs) definitely that was what a lot of people i know were saying Um, That game Zeke had three yards per carry. He didn't look strong. He didn't look fast and Tony Pollard did Tony Pollard had the juice every time he touched the ball. You could tell it since then Zeke is now at RB three on the year. Yeah. And his yards per carry is up to 5.32. That's including week one at three yards per carry. So probably without week one, he's probably about five and a half up, getting closer to six. Um, And he just looks exactly what he was before last year. Last year, I I think he kind of mailed it in with Dak out and looked slow and now he's back he's the man they're giving him you know 18 22 touches a game they're still giving pollard they're still giving pollard some touches and pollard is still still doing well with him he still looks fast but zeke has been dominating scoring touchdowns as well he is definitely back and i'm glad that i drafted him and hung on to him and didn't
1: overreact and trade him for tony pollard yeah yeah, you gotta got to take a deep breath after week one and even week two, because, yeah, it, it did look like it was trending in a 50-50 type of backfield split with those two, because Pollard was running decisively, like he saw a hole and exploded through it. Um, I, don't, I don't think Zeke was bad, but it looked like he was thinking. And you, you don't necessarily want a running back to think after he gets a ball in his hand, you want him to kind of analyze the defense and everything before the play. But once he gets the ball in his hand, you want him to explode and just run naturally and find a hole and just kill it. So it's good to see him kind of getting back to that because you can see he doesn't stop for a millisecond to look for a hole. He's just running and he attacks. And that is what you want from a big physical running back uh, who can also catch a ball like Zeke. So it's good to
0: see him back. And it is good to see him catching a few balls, too. He's not like... There was a couple years ago he caught 80 balls or right. something like that. He's not on that pace, but he's definitely catching some balls he, and giving you some PPR help Oh, there. oh yeah. Oh, yeah. What yeah. else
1: you got? Uh, well, I mean, we'll just keep on the running back train here. I mean, like, Derek Henry. I'm, I'm going to come off as this huge Derrick Henry fanboy because I think I've talked about him on every episode. I think, though, that we're, we're both kind of new to it. Yeah. So we do kind of sound like fanboys, <laughs> yeah. but
0: we weren't... A year and a half ago i mean the end of last year we started to but
1: yeah before before this last couple years we were not on that train i've i've always loved how big he is and how he runs but i mean you just think somebody who's getting utilized as many with as many carries as he is he's going to fall off sooner or later and and everybody after week one was like oh shit this is the year and he got 9.6 fantasy points, which is hilarious looking back because everybody was like, man, he had a tank of a first season. He sucks. He's done. He still had 77 fucking yards. That's like a really good NFL game for most running backs. Uh, but since then, dudes averaged 140 yards per game. So almost double that, which is still a good game. So he's doubling up on that, and he's averaging a touchdown and a col- like 1.25 touchdowns a game. Jesus. Right? And... And he's catching the ball now, too, just like we just said with Zeke. They're they're throwing him we the ball. We have seen that. That's been crazy. He's getting, like, four or five catches a game. He's getting targeted five or six times. You get that dude the ball in any type of space with 10 feet to get running start. Like, people aren't getting in his way, especially as the weather gets colder. And he traditionally starts kind of slow, and then he builds up. And then when the weather gets colder and defenses have kind of got beaten up for, for half of a season, he just starts running through them. But this dude is already, like, He's 125 yards over the second place running back, like that's in, insane this early in the season, right? I, I sent you or showed you that picture. <laughs> I think it was I think it was up to week
0: four, or maybe maybe it was week three. It doesn't matter, but it was it was leading rushers in the NFL, and it was like Derrick Henry 500 plus yards. Yeah. number two was Derrick Henry <laughs> yards after contact, after contact, and it was like 365. Yep. And then third place yeah. was uh, yeah, yeah under <laughs> under <laughs> the 365. Yeah, I mean it's just that guy is insane and I for the first time ever have him on a on a team this year and it has been fun to watch. Oh yeah. And he's kind of the same way where some of the guys though he doesn't necessarily like there's definitely times where in the first quarter he'll break a long run and yeah and you feel great. But I feel like it's been like you know okay first quarter he's got you know, 25, 30 yards, and then when it gets to that fourth quarter, Dude, he just there's... starts mowing
1: people over, oh, yeah. running through everybody, yeah. and just Everybody else is tired, everybody else is hurt, and he's just like, you're my bitch now. Exactly, <laughs> exactly.
0: My second one is, I'm going to call it a week one overreaction, but it was kind of more a preseason overreaction, and after week one, we felt a little bit better, but Uh, My second one is that Jamar Chase uh, can't catch. That was hilarious. Jamar Chase cannot catch. Uh, He said something about how the ball doesn't have the two white lines that they have in college, and somebody took that and ran with it. He had so many drops in the preseason that the guy literally went from the top wide receiver in the draft class to just falling and falling and falling. I made a trade right before week one in a dynasty league and i got dj moore and jamar chase and i gave up dk and a couple other things and i just got lambasted for that i mean people told me i was dumb well turns out jamar chase can catch he catches a lot he catches a lot of deep touchdowns he scores a lot of touchdowns and he is the wide receiver seven on the year as a rookie Just imagine if he could catch. If he could catch, he'd he'd probably be be up there even higher. He'd be the wide receiver. What if he could catch? I don't... I haven't watched (laughs) all their games, so I don't know if he has... how many drops he has or if he has drops. But it's not... An issue. I mean, it's not talked about anymore. If I haven't were, seen it. And the catches that he is making and the touchdowns that he is making is definitely over.
1: Yeah, if he were dropping the ball, Burrow wouldn't be throwing it to him as much. Right. He's, right. he's catching catchable balls, and he's catching contested. He's catching difficulty uh, down the field passes. He's catching everything that's going his way. And after that, he's pushing people down on the ground. He's running to the end zone and celebrating like a maniac. Dude is a fucking beast. Yeah, we <laughs> T Higgins was out for a couple
0: weeks, and there was talk of well, when T Higgins comes back, we'll see. And T Higgins came back, and he still was the alpha, and had a long touchdown, and, and had all the yards too.
1: So yeah, he had like 160 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. So Jamar week, yeah. Chase can catch. <sighs> Shocker. FYI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go out and get him if you can. I think he's one of those players I don't who's. Know if can. Yeah, he's. I'll get to that. He's, he's, he's tough to get right now. Uh, so I guess I'll, I'll finish off mine here. Um, after week one, the, Texas, the Texans had won a game. Wow. <laughs> right now, that seems unbelievable because they have the, the lowest-ranked defense, the lowest-ranked offense, And um, they've given up the most yards on special teams since then. So we have uh, the Jaguars in the same league who haven't won a game at all. In fact, that's who the Texans have beat. And statistically, the Texans are worse than them. So uh, I think we even said that was our reminder um, after week one is don't go buying into the Texans. They're not good. Uh, We've been proven right on that. So hashtag analysis. We're super smart you should listen to us about everything um, because we had the balls to say the Texans were not good after starting 1-0. and We just stepped out there on that limb Dude, and nailed we, it. it. It was very brave of us. It, it took some courage, but we did it. And I, I still think Brendan Cooks can be startable as a wide receiver, three or a flex play. Um, but with our quarterback situation, I mean, Mills looked good this last week. I don't know what's going on in New England, what's going on with their defense, but they were giving up some big plays. Um, and I still think Brendan Cooks has the, the talent to be a good receiver in this league. He's very young still, and he almost always gets 1,000 yards when he's healthy. Um, but besides that, like, who the hell could you start on that team? And why the fuck aren't they starting Deshaun Watson? Yeah, nobody knows.
0: My third one is also about a team that won week one. The Steelers beat the Bills, and the talk was they're Super Bowl contenders again. Big Ben is back, and he's looking good, and they have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Um, I mean, the Bills were supposed to, you know, the Bills were in the AFC title game last year, so beating the Bills instantly made them a Super Bowl contender. Since that time, they're two and three. They lost to the Raiders, the Bengals, and the Packers, which are all pretty good teams. Um, But then they played the Broncos, and they won. They won by eight. But Teddy, two gloves, threw an interception from the three-yard line, going in to try to score the tying TD. It it was fourth down. It was fourth and goal Mm -hmm. from the three. Um, But... If he throws that touchdown, if he completes it, they oh, get yeah. the two-point. I mean, those are all stretches, but yeah. the Broncos aren't very good either. I mean, yeah. it's not, you know, so the Steelers were very close to being one and four after starting as potential Super Bowl contenders, and I don't think anybody is, is saying that anymore. Yeah,
1: it, it's tough with them because their defense is insane. They do have a very good defense, but... Yeah, Ben. Ben's at that stage of his career where you start looking at some of the other all-time great quarterbacks, and they get that noodle arm, which, besides fucking Tom Brady, everybody gets. And um, you're starting to look for him to make more checkdowns, smart run decisions, and everything like that. Um, and if they can, if their defense can carry him, they could be good. But I do remember after Week One, like people were thinking, like, "Oh, the Steelers are back." Yeah.
0: Folks, they're not.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> they're a great organization. Big Ben was a great quarterback. It's time for him to That's step away. That's a past tense. A yeah, yeah <laughs> past on tense. purpose. This week's show is brought to you by Prescribed Burn Hot Sauces. Prescribed Burn is a newer hot sauce maker that has been making some amazing sauces. The owner Michael actually smokes the veggies that go into the sauce. Right off their website, it says at Prescribed Burn Sauces we bring you unique wood fire roasted and smoked sauces that are balanced in flavor and varying levels of heat. We don't make novelty sauce because we want you to actually enjoy what you're eating. Check them out www.prescribedburnsauces.com. All right, man, we've uh, we had our beer of the day. We've now had our six pack of the week. Mm-hmm. What's what's got you buzzed? What's got you
1: excited for fantasy this week? Well, that um, that buy has got me buzzed a little bit, actually. Yeah, that's that's a hefty 9.4. But besides that, man, this time of year, I love it. I love discount shopping, um, and especially in Dynasty League. So you have teams that draft good players that maybe haven't performed or they have good players and the rest of their team hasn't performed. And I like to go shopping on those teams and try to trade them future assets. Um, You find like a 1-4 team, an 0-4 team who has like a stud running back or a stud wide receiver or or quarterback in a super flex league that normally would not be attainable like a Jamar Chase. and, And I'm gonna use an example right here like Josh Allen. Josh Allen was not obtainable at the end of last season, right. or even the first couple weeks of this season, like the first three weeks, you can start out zero and three, and still hope for a playoff run. You can even start out, you know, one and three. But when you start out one and four, or even zero and five, yeah, it's tough to come back. You start looking at what can I pawn off to get assets so next year I can I can rebound and kick some ass. Uh, so that's exactly what I did. I, I got Josh Allen. Um, and Cordell Patterson, uh, because I need a running back pretty bad, and I got, I got him or I got them for Justin Fields, who hasn't shown it yet but has a potential. So this other player did the smart move to get a, a, a potential future asset, and basically, like literally, all of my draft picks. I, I two firsts, I think three seconds, a couple thirds, and a couple fourths, uh, spread out over the years. But I, I literally sent every single draft pick I have. Uh, because my team, I do believe, even though, even though I have Saquon and he's out, but I still have you know Aaron Jones and Eckler. I have some wide receiver depth. Um, I believe it's good enough to chase a championship this year, so I went all in to get that extra quarterback. So now my starting quarterbacks are Josh Allen and Matt Stafford. Oh, nice. And that is because of the attainability of players at this point of year where now I still have several weeks to make a run and stack up some wins with these new assets that I have uh, to get better positioning in the playoffs. Um, I mortgaged my future, I did have some, some uh, 2023 first round picks which I coveted, I, went, I actively went out and got those. But when you can get a complete difference maker, a top four uh, quarterback at his position with his rushing yards included and an MVP candidate, Josh Allen. I am super fucking buzzed about getting that.
0: Yeah, you're right. It is a good time to kind of start looking through other teams' rosters, especially those teams that aren't doing well. Um, and again, this applies mostly to Dynasty. Yeah. Um, in redraft, sometimes teams down there at the the bottom do kind of start giving up and you can do some of that but but dynasty that is the time to to find those teams send them picks it was funny i went and looked at your team i'm in that league that you're talking about i went and looked at your team and scrolled all the way down and you where there's normally draft picks, you you don't <laughs> I, I, you don't have anything. It's, I literally
1: sent everything I had. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's it's it was kind of funny to to see that. And um, but you're right. Yeah, it's a great time. And when you are a competing team, it's it's fun to try to go out and make some of those and sell out. If you are not one of those competing teams and you are the one and four, the O and five teams, it's not a bad time of year for you to you know you're not just giving up your good players because your team's not good you're giving up those players to get assets like the guy you traded with he wanted those first round picks he wanted those second round picks because he knows that that's how you get better that's how you become one of the top teams moving forward is having the draft capital to either draft the studs in the draft or build some of those picks up and then trade them for established players right around draft time so just because you are one of those one and four oh and five teams
1: and you're You're giving up
0: some assets you're still in it yeah you're still playing to win yeah
1: if even if it's not this year you're still playing to win in the future Mm -hmm. and he he did he did the right thing with taking justin fields i mean it it you've heard me talk about him on the podcast i love justin fields like i've invested in him and um if he takes a year to get going and turns into what josh allen typed then, you know this this dude won that trade big time so Def- yeah, yeah
0: yeah and that's what you know we've been saying it for a while but in dynasty if you're winning you're winning and if you're losing, you're winning because you're setting yourself up to be a really good team in, in the near future. If you're doing it right. If you're doing it right. <laughs> exactly. What's got me buzzed is I have talked about it a little bit on this podcast. As I joined an orphan league, I took over a team that had already been established, and I was awful. I sold all my, you know, valuable players, and I got a bunch of picks. And then going into last year's draft, I traded a whole bunch of picks and somebody traded me CMC and somebody traded me Amari Cooper and Matthew Stafford. And I really turned my team around. But the league itself is on life support. The league itself is dying. I posted a thing in the chat of a guy giving CPR and just said the league. Um <laughs> there's there's guys that just stopped paying attention. I had a guy in the league Sunday morning. He posted a screenshot of the team he was playing and said tagged the guy and was like, Hey man, I wanna beat you but not like this. Right. The guy had, you know, guys on IR starting, guys who were out starting and he like tagged him Sunday morning, was like Just put somebody in, like, I want to beat you, but it's no fun this way. And there was zero response. I mean, the team stayed exactly the way it was. And and I've struggled with every year that I've been in it, I hate the league, it's clearly dying, people don't care about it enough, but I like what I've done to my team and wanted to kind of see it through. Well, after Sunday, when that happened, I spent the next day, Monday, and I made a complete copy of the league. Mm-hmm. I literally took every league, every player, and put them on the team that they were in on that league. And um, it's a 10-person league, and there was three or four of us that, were, that I knew that I had. So I was originally trying to bring people into that league as they were losing players. I was bringing my friends in and kind of taking the league over that way, but it was, it was taking too long. So I just made a copy, brought those people over, and then found other people. That's the league you're talking about, where I just added you. Yep. (laughs) I found guys to take over that league. And we're starting. So it's complete. Everybody in there has an orphan. Mm -hmm. Nobody in there drafted their team, not myself, not anybody that was in it. We've all taken over an orphan. It's the Little Orphan Annie League. (laughs) And um, we just. This is our first week. Today's games will be our first games. Everyone's starting at 0-0. And um, I think there's going to be a bunch of trades going on. I think as people try to get their teams set the way
1: they want them, it's going to be fun. Yeah, uh, the trades have already started. Um, There's been a lot of people putting players on the trading block, myself included. My my team, when I was looking at it, seemed really good. Um, I had Saquon Barkley, and now my two starting running backs are Todd Gurley, who's not on a team, if you were checking, and uh, Trey Sermon, who is not the starting running back, fourth and niners. Um, but I, offered it, you, I offered you Gainwell. <laughs> you did offer me Gainwell. Yeah, there's been some fun trades already going down. There's definitely, you can see people who uh, who who are fans of other other players um, everybody in this league we, we're familiar with. We've been in other leagues with them at one point or another. So um, it it is fun to kind of see the maneuvering and, and um, gamesmanship that's kind of going on right now. I'm at a loss for what I'm going to do with my team because I do have a couple amazing assets. It's a it's a super flex league. I have Kyler Murray. I have C D Lamb. I have DK. Um, and I'm trying to get running backs. But it's so hard to let go of those assets. Um, yeah. Uh, but... I mean, who am I going to start at running back? So it's been, it's been a fun to see, um, and I'm interested to see how it goes. That's actually a really fun concept because we've all been part of leagues um, that some people just check out, man. Like like I was in a, a league. I, uh, the guy had an excuse, but, I mean, I was just playing somebody who started David Montgomery. And um, damn, who was the other player? He had two players on IR that and and i uh, you know i won but i'm still like dude that kind of that's soft that's lame um i'll take the win for sure but it 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 can be it can be off-putting when when you're like you know scouting the waiver wire you're making all these trade attempts you're sending out trades and and the assholes don't even open that fucking app anymore and so there's no real movement so this is a really cool idea i'm glad I'm, i'm part of it um and it's going to be challenging because I gotta, I gotta start somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then
0: that is the, the fun part that you do. I think there are going to be a bunch of trades, and that is kind of the fun part of a dynasty league. But yeah, everybody in some places are behind the eight ball or, or have to do something. But yeah. I hope it's fun. I hope everybody enjoys
1: it, and it'll be it'll be a good time. Yeah, I think your team's already the best one on there. So, <laughs> well, oops. <laughs>
0: All right, sometimes when you're buzzed, you end up drunk. <laughs> that leads us to our drunken trade of the week, brought to you by at bad fantasy football trades on Facebook. You actually tagged me in this post because it was such a bad trade. Yeah. Um, it looks like a guy was trying to acquire Aaron Jones. Yeah. And he thought, you know, Aaron Jones is a good player. Let me give back some good players. And then he didn't. (laughs) Um, It was Aaron Jones, and the guy was offered Kenny Galladay. Yeah. Tim Patrick. Uh And Chase Edmonds.
1: Yeah. um, God, that's just crap, man. Like... We're talking about Aaron Jones, who I think right now he's the running back uh, six on, on the year. Um, he catches a ball. He scores a shit ton of touchdowns. He runs like a maniac. And uh, he, by himself, can win you a week easily. And then you've got Kenny Galladay, who has done absolutely nothing this year. has And is injured. And is injured. And he shows no sign of doing anything this year. You've got Tim Patrick, who, like, he's... He's a thing. Every time okay. Sutton or Judy is injured, he's a thing. Uh, Judy's coming back, and right. then I anticipate Tim Patrick not being a thing. And Edmonds, sure, he gets used, and then Connor gets a touchdown. That's <laughs> what I was going to say. Like, to be fair,
0: Chase Edmonds should be a valuable piece. Yeah, but they just don't give them the ball no, enough to yeah, do that, and Connor they. Gets the Connor gets a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Connor gets comes in and gets the touchdowns, and um, yeah, combined, that's one of those ones where I'm going to send you three, you know, three three quarters players, yeah, and I'm going to get
1: your one yeah. one and a half player. You know, <laughs> right. just doesn't quite doesn't quite work. Yeah, out. that's like here, take my garbage, I don't know what to do with, and give me your gem. And then <laughs> something
0: too that you you know we always mention too is not only does he lose Aaron Jones and get 3 pieces of you know whatever Shit. McDonald's yeah <laughs> he also has to have two spots on his roster now yeah. that he's comfortable cutting and this uh, we didn't mention it but this is a redraft league and th- your benches are shallow in yeah. a redraft league so yes. you probably don't have a ton of space to just, just yeah dash like, kenny galladay give me, give me <laughs> tim patrick <laughs> <laughs> and this is coming from a guy in my redraft league. I actually just picked Tim Patrick up this week to play yeah. because Debo is on uh, bye and Curtis Samuel's on the IR. Yeah. So I picked up Tim Patrick and I'm happy to play him. But for this one You're week, you
1: can trade Aaron Jones for him, bud. <laughs> I can cut him.
0: Another, we actually put in a, a bonus bad trade of the week. Um, this is a one quarterback, I stress that, one quarterback dynasty league where this guy, his quarterback is Lamar Jackson. One quarterback league dynasty. Lamar is 24 years old. I mean, in the prime of, he's the best running quarterback, probably of all time. He just put up 50 points. Just put up 50 <laughs> <laughs> points. And um, this guy uh, wants to get Camara from him, from the Lamar side. He has Camara. He's like, you know what? I want Camara. I'm going to offer you Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Ah. <laughs> Two of the best quarterbacks of all time. Yeah. In a one-quarterback league where he always has
1: Lamar. Yeah. Look at look at your trade partners team. Just look at it before yeah. you send something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they were starting Daniel Jones or something, I still wouldn't tra- take that trade in a million years. But like, I mean, come on. Like, Lamar just put up fifty. He just put up fifty, dude. Like, and Tom Brady. You can't say he's gonna be retiring soon because who knows? He might play till he's fucking fifty at this point. But like him and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, they're one of uh, two of the best NFL quarterbacks of all time and they're both great at fantasy also. But when you're talking about fantasy, you have to include all fantasy points and running quarterbacks are dominant as shit. He just put up 50. Like you yeah. you don't need you don't need two more older quarterbacks in giving up one of the top running backs in the NFL right now. And no matter how good
0: the quarterback is in a one quarterback league you're not gonna get a top five top ten running back for a quarterback Yeah, you you can
1: still stream quarterbacks in dynasty leagues yeah
0: especially one quarterback league there's 32 starting quarterbacks for 12 teams and running backs there's Eighteen running backs that you that you have to have on your team.
1: There's maybe six Belkow running yeah, backs. Yeah, <laughs> for, for 12 teams. So yeah.
0: you, no matter what, one quarterback league. I know that Tom Brady is amazing. I know that Tom Brady is having an amazing season. You you can't trade him to a guy for what he's you know what they're actually worth in the NFL. You know in a one quarterback league, you just you can't do it.
1: What did Ben try to take Tom Beatty for me for?
0: Oh, shoot, I don't remember (laughs) what it (laughs) was. But, yeah, one quarterback leagues, guys, they don't hold the same, which is actually, though, why we started playing a lot of super flex leagues was because it it makes your quarterbacks much more valuable. And then you can trade quarterbacks for actual players and definitely for running backs and stuff like that. Um, let's get into some matchups that we can take advantage of for for this week's
1: fantasy football. Sure. Uh, what do you got? Go ahead. I'll make mine real quick because we're, I know we're running long on time here. But um, the Chargers, who just put up forty seven points, and the Ravens, who just put up, I think they only put up like twenty five points, but that offense like put up five hundred yards and it, it was insane. Um, those two defenses are supposed to be good. I still think the Chargers defense has a lot of uh, playmakers and everything. But if they're going to let the Browns put up 42 on them, then I believe the the, the Ravens can also put up, you know, a 35-burger pretty easily. Um, and if this turns into a, a slug match where they're just trading blows back and forth like both teams just did last week, uh, I think there's... There's points to be had. I think you can go a little bit deeper than your natural starters. I I think Jared Cook even could be a starting tight end for your team this this week. I would look for uh, Guyton to make some deep plays. Um, You know, Hollywood Brown's been fucking exactly what we hoped he would be. Scoring touchdowns. Yeah, he's been. And if you go back to last year, too, at the end of last year, he's been averaging, I think, 10 targets a week, which is what you want. I mean, and Lamar's getting more accurate. He's getting more time to analyze the plays and get the ball where it needs to be, where before he was getting targeted, but there were errant throws. He, it, nobody could catch those. And now they're they're getting in an area where Hollywood can catch that ball, and that little motherfucker can run, and he is getting in that end zone. So that's that's the game I'm targeting. It's got everything you want. I mean, shit, even down to Justin Tucker, if you want to start analyzing kickers, you know, that's that's a game I want every piece of everywhere. In daily fantasy, I'm going to be uh, stacking that game up.
0: Yeah, that, that game's going to be fun. Uh, first year I've ever, well, it's only been two years, but I have Herbert in the league this year for the first time, and he's been fun and putting up points like they're going out of style. So that, yeah. that will be fun. And Lamar is just unreal. Um, the things he does with his legs, some of that Monday night game where he was running around and just running left and right and up and yeah. back, and it was a cheat code. Yeah, Nobody could, could even find him, let alone tackle him. Uh, for myself, I think the Bills at Titans is going to be a good scoring game. Uh, Vegas has the over-under at 53 and a half, which the I, th- over. <laughs> I think is the the, the second highest um, of the week. Uh, it's a Monday night game. Titans' defense has just been bad. They have not been good. And the Bills can score quickly. The Bills can – got a lot of playmakers that, you know, just can score fast, and their running backs – aren't the greatest, but Zach Moss has been coming on and actually been, been doing some stuff. Uh, I think he is, he is startable. Josh Allen, of course, is their number one running back and just an amazing passing quarterback too. He, he made that leap last year and it's, it's for real. He, he can throw that ball around and he throws it hard. The type. Yeah, extremely. His accuracy picked up from two years ago. He just last year took it over and this year has been going the same way. The Titans are getting uh, A.J. Brown back and healthy. He, he played last week, but he was on a pretty strict snap count, so he didn't quite get a full load. He's getting better, getting healthier. Uh, we've already talked about King Henry, what, what he can do, uh, especially late in the game. Um, get, your, get your guys in, in on this game. I think it's going to be
1: high scoring. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one.
0: Yeah, that, uh, another hopefully another Monday night game that, that keeps everybody on the, the edge of their chair. It's going to be fun. Um, make sure to unflex them. Make sure to move your Thursday players out of your flex spot. Give yourself the flexibility to play any position in your flex spot later in the week. You don't want to have your Monday night come down and you have to play some third string running back because you played somebody else in your flex and now you're stuck. So make sure you do that. Um, Thanks for tuning in. We're happy to have you guys. Uh, Give us a follow and review at iTunes. All iTunes reviews will be shouted out on the show. Please email us if you want to ask us any questions or if you want to tell us any great fantasy uh, losses or wins that you had. It's Fantasy on Draft. That's Fantasy on D-R-A-U-G-H-T,
1: fantasyondraft at gmail.com. Anything else on the way out, Miyagi? You know what? I just want to drop one big quick fact. Um, Lamar Jackson is the fifth quarterback in yards, and he's also the eighth uh, running back in rushing yards. Oh man, <laughs> you a great guy. Peace. <laughs> Cheers.